I'd like to think of praise God who's the head of my life, the bishop of my soul. Hallelujah. Truly, he has been good to me. And I know that I'm not the only one. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Messiah. Glorious. Yes, Hallelujah. He is good. He's good like that. Yes, he is. Sorry, give him a praise. He's good like that. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Hallelujah. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Ah, glory be to God. But we have the fruit of our lips. We have the clapping of our hands. And we have the stomping of our feet. Ah, every being, every part of us. Hallelujah. So I give the honor to our bishop, Avery Dumas, and his absent and first lady. Let's give them a hand. Ah, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Evangelist Arlington preached an awesome message on last week. This is the one. God has placed the man of God here to feed us. Hallelujah. To give us knowledge and understanding. So we bless the Lord for him on today. We bless the Lord for Mother Dumas. Hallelujah. For Elder Robbins and all the elders and all the ministers that's a part of new grace. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And it's a blessing to see my beloved brother, Shanu McCool, and the family. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I know he was out here somewhere. Okay, he's somewhere, but we bless the Lord for the family, McCool family. So God, he is faithful. There is a word of the Lord on today. Ah, glory be to God. We bless him. So let us turn our Bibles to 1 Kings 18, 30 through 38. We will read there. And then if you can find your place, thank you for standing for the word of the Lord as we reverence him. Hallelujah. And then we will go to Hebrews 12, 29, verse 29. We have some other scriptures that we will go through on today. So bear with me. We just want the Holy Ghost. I said we want the Holy Ghost to be in control on today. Hallelujah. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit saith the Lord. Haya Messiah. Let us read. When you have it, say amen. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones 
according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord came saying Israel shall be thy name verse 32 and with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord and he made a trench about the altar as great as as would contain two measures of seed and he put wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and he said do it the second time and they did it the second time and he said do it the third time and they did it the third time and the water ran around about the altar and he filled the trench with water also with water and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and Israel let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word 37 and 38 hear me O Lord hear me that this people may know that thou art God and that thou hast turned their hearts back again then the fire of the Lord fell yes God and consume burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked it up the water that was in the trench. Hebrews 12, 29. For our God is a consuming fire. For our God is a consuming fire. Somebody repeat after me. Lord, send your fire. Mm-hmm. Yes, God, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Throughout the word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, God has demonstrated his power and glory to his people and to his enemies. He is the great I am, the self-existent one, there is no God beside him, and there is no God that's after him. He is the only one and true and living God. The great I am, the self-existent one. He is our Jehovah Jireh, and many of us know that, for he is our provider. God is more than enough, as the Psalms have said, this the praise team has sung on today, for he is more than enough for me. Jehovah Jireh. He is our Jehovah Rapha. How many of us 
know that he is our healer. He said it is where I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. And he said it is where there is nothing too hard for me. For there is healing in his wings. Glory be to God. Oh yes there is. He is our Jehovah Shammah. Some of us when we pray in the spirit you hear Shammah coming out in tongues. For that means for the Lord is with us. How many of us know that God is with us? He's in us, he's through us, and he is in this house today. His presence is tangible. He is our Jehovah Shalom, for he is the God of peace. How many of us know that we need the peace of God today in the time that we're living in? We need the peace of God to rule and regulate our minds as never before. The peace of God that will surpass it all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds stayed on him. Ah, yes, God. The peace of God. He is our Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner. He's our friend. He's the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. He is all of that. As some say in a bag of chips. As a matter of fact, he's more than a bag of chips. Hallelujah. He's more than what we can ask for. He is our Jehovah Rot. The Lord is our friend. He is our Jehovah Tishkenu. The Lord is our righteousness. The Lord tells us to put upon the righteousness of Christ. No righteousness of our own, but the righteousness be clothed in Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says... Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That every name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is not another. He is the only one. He is the only wise and sufficient one. He is the all-knowing. He is the rose of Sharon. Yes, he is. He is all in all. He says, I am the great I am. I am whatever you need me to be in that moment. I am that I am. Yes, sir. Glory be to God. And that name is Jesus. Hallelujah, Yeshua. Hamashiach. Yes, Lord. The Lord God, the anointed one. That's the God that we serve. Yes, sir. We blow him up because he has been so good to us. If we don't lift up the name of Jesus, if we do not exalt Jesus in our lives, then there is something wrong with the Holy Ghost on the inside. The Holy Ghost is going to cause you to open up your mouth and give him glory. 
the Holy Ghost is going to cause you to open up your mouth and give him praise. The Holy Ghost is going to cause you to live a holy and righteous life. The Holy Ghost is going to cause you to cause the blessings of the Lord to follow you all the days of your life. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. So we lift up the name of Jesus. And we blow him up and we lift him on high. Lord, I lift you on high. He is to be exalted in the earth. He is to be praised in the earth. He is to be testified about in the earth. Hallelujah. He said in his word, if you be ashamed of me, my father will also be ashamed of you. So we have to get the word out, saints of God, and tell the world that Jesus lives and that he's alive and he is well today and he's living in you. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. We believe the Father in creation, the Son in redemption, the Holy Ghost in the church. If you have the Son in redemption, the Holy Ghost, you have fire and you have power. I'm going to say that again. If you have the Son of redemption, you have the Father, you have the Holy Ghost. We don't believe in no three separate instincts, okay? There is one. Don't get it wrong. I don't want nobody to get it wrong in virtue land. We believe in one God, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. When you speak of the Father and when you speak of the Son and the Holy Ghost, you're speaking of the characteristics of the one true living God is about or who he is, his very nature. Hallelujah. So if we have the Holy Ghost and fire and plus power, you cannot separate the three. You must have the Holy Ghost and with fire and power. You cannot separate the three. Bishop has spoke about a few weeks ago, if you have the Holy Ghost, then you're going to have that fire. Fire, if you put your hand in, it's going to cause you to move. It's going to cause you to go, oh, ah. You're going to jump around. You're going to move around. You're not going to stay in one place. So the fire of the Holy Ghost will cause you to move. It won't cause you to stay in one place, in one area. Matthew 3 and 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I this is John the Baptist. He was a prophet of God. He was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. So these are the things that he is saying. He said, but there is one that cometh after me that is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Also, when you think of fire, it's a purifier. It purifies you. It cleanses you. 
If you put gold, if you, if you heard about how the, how when they made gold, they, it got to go into the purification process. They'll put that gold in the fire and they will take it out and it looks like it's purified. But there's something about it say, no, that gold is not ready. We got to put it in the fire another time. They bring it out and it's not quite purified. But once they take that gold out, they got to see a reflection of their image. That's when it lets them know that it's purifying, that it's ready. Same with the Holy Ghost. God sometimes put us in the fire. We go through our tests and our trials. We go through the saints of God. Yes, we do go through. The Bible says if we do not suffer with Christ, we cannot reign with him. The Lord tells us we must be like Jesus. So when Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, when you receive the Holy Ghost and he's living in you on the inside, there is a purification that takes place. There may be some things that's in us that may be buried in us from our childhood that we may not even recognize that's there. But what the purifier does, the Holy Ghost, uh, he shines a light down on us. And it's like a mirror, just like the word of God. It shows us who we are and what we need to be like in Christ's image. So when people see us, they need to see Christ formed in us. They don't, they're not supposed to see us. But they need to see Christ, the image of Christ. The Bible tells us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So we must be made into the image of Christ, purified on a daily basis. Amen? Acts 1 and 8 says, this is one of the very familiar passages of scriptures, one of my favorites. It says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, we spoke about the Holy Ghost and the fire. Now we speak about the power. If you have the Holy Ghost and you're being purified on a daily basis, the washing of the word, stand before our king. Well, oh, there's power that's going to follow us. There's no such thing as having a Holy Ghost and we sit down on it. And we don't have no power, no signs to show. The power of the Holy Ghost will cause us to live righteously, to cause us to live holy. The power of the Holy Ghost will cause us to walk in faith, to cause us to walk in discernment, will cause us to walk in power, to be able to go speak a word to somebody that's on the street. You may not feel comfortable in witnessing, but the power of the Holy Ghost will cause you to open up their mouth. It's like not even your character. It's against your characteristic. It's not even you, but it's the Holy Ghost power that's working on the inside. Some signs will follow us. 
Signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. And we will be able to raise the dead. Did you hear me? This is the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be honest with you. Help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody say, Lord, send your fire. Lord, send your fire. I get stirred up in my spirit. When I go to meetings, after meetings, after meetings, and it's the same old, same old. Yes, we speak in other tongues. Yes, we express ourselves by shouting and running and dancing. But that's not all of it. There is more to the power of the Holy Ghost. I have a question to ask, and maybe I'm going ahead of myself. Praise God. I'll ask you in a moment. Because I want to get the word of God out to you, what God has placed upon my heart. So let me slow it down. Thank you, Elder. And take my time. <laughs> As we have stated, the fire is a purifier. I'm trying to make a foundation. Yes, Holy Ghost, help me on today. The fire is a, a purifier. The fire makes you see the things of God. It makes you move. Jeremiah 29 says, Then I said it would not mention of him, I would not mention him, him again. And many of us know this verse, Jeremiah. He was going through so much and they call him the weeping prophet. The children of Israel were so disobedient, it grieved his spirit. It grieved them to the point that he said, God, I don't want to speak your word any longer. God, I'm so tired of your people. They won't obey you. They won't listen to the words that I give them. God, I'm finished. Then he goes on to say, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire. Shut up in my bones, they come I see. And I was weary with forbearing. I was weary about holding back. I couldn't hold back, I see. The word that was burning down on the inside of my belly. But I had to open up my mouth and say what thus said the word of God. So he said it's like fire. Shut up in my bone. I cannot contain it. So when the Holy Ghost get on the inside of you, it's something about the Holy Ghost that won't let you sit down and sit shut. It's something about the Holy Ghost that will get you moving. And I must see it's something about the Holy Ghost that will cause you to testify unto the goodness of Jesus Christ. We lift him up. We magnify him. We give him glory. And there's no other. He's the only God that we worship and praise. No devil in hell can cause us to change our minds because we are the church of the living God. We are the church 
the bride of Christ. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, God. Ah, yes, God. The year of 2020 was declared a perfect vision. Y'all remember that? Everybody kept prophesying, said, 2020 is a year of perfect vision. Not knowing what was coming, we didn't realize <laughs> what we was getting ready to go through. <laughs> but my God, my God, he did open up our eyes. You hear me? He gave us 2020 vision, but it was not in the way that we thought. Totally different. God was going to open up our eyes to see. Ah, yes, God. But on January 30th, 2020, the health organization declared the outbreak a health emergency, a pandemic on March 11, 2020. Corona seemed to have taken over the world by surprise and by, by, by just multitudes. Many souls were lost. They said in 2020, even today, that their COVID has taken out 6.18 million souls up out of here. No, not just for the sinner man or the sinner woman, but some of the saints of the Most High God. That's why the Bible tells us to make sure that our elections are sure and that we are rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. The word of God tells us that we know not the day nor the hour when Jesus Christ is coming. Well, some of them say, well, God, he ain't coming back today. Well, they said that over 2,000 years ago that Jesus was coming, but he ain't yet here. But we don't know when God's going to pull our number. This pandemic took us by surprise. Well, then we go on, and it says right here, during the pandemic, then there was May 25th, 2020, George Floyd case, the murder of George, George Floyd. Police brutality. Black Lives Matter. Oh, civil unrest. It was so much confusion and chaos that has entered in into the world. Then we have here, now we're in 2022, February 24th, the Russians invaded Ukraine. Ah, the Bible says when you hear rumors, wars, rumor of wars, look up for our redemption, draw an eye. We know not when Jesus is coming to crack the sky. But one thing for sure that I know that I know that I know that I know. We got to be ready when he comes. Hallelujah. He said in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves. Wickedness will arise. And hallelujah. We see it. 
on a daily basis. I'm like my bishop. Sometimes we pray, Lord, we pray, stop it. Stop. But the Bible, the Bible's been fulfilled. These are prophetic prophecies from Genesis to Revelation. God let us know that these things will come. But it shouldn't take us by surprise. Those of us are baptized believers in Jesus' name, filled up with the Holy Ghost. Read our Bibles daily. Study out the Word of God. The Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. So we got to search out the Word of God. The Word of God will let us know that these things will come to pass. But what are we doing about it? Are we just sitting on the Holy Ghost? Are we just letting the days go by? Ha, glory be to God. Somebody say, Lord, send your fire. Send your fire, Lord. Where is the church? Is the question that I have for us. And I ask myself, where is the church of today, the church of the living God? Where are we? Ah, yes, Lord. Now I want to go back to Elijah. We have read those passages of scriptures. I don't want to forget about this. I want to get to it. Back to Elijah. Elijah was a renowned prophet of God who worked in miracles, signs, and wonders, who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Ahab. We're going to go down memory lane. I'm not going to read all the scriptures, but we're going to walk down 1 Kings, um, second, 1 Kings 17 chapter, 18 chapter, and the 19th chapter. Don't worry, I'm not going to read those scriptures, but I'm just going to paraphrase and give us a little bit, okay? Because I know we have a time limit. 1 Kings 17, God provides for Elijah. Remember, we spoke about Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is our provider. So the Lord has revealed himself to the prophet Elijah, Jehovah Jireh. Not only did he just provide for Elijah, but it was in an extraordinary way. You remember reading in Kings 17 how the ravens fed Elijah? See, Elijah had prophesied and said, we will not allow any rain to come. There was a drought, praise God, for three and a half years. So there was no rain, there was no water. So you can imagine the animals were dying off, the crops were dying off. So the people were in a drought. But how many of us know that God will provide for you? Even during the pandemic, some of us ended up with new businesses. Some of us ended up with new jobs. Some of us, hallelujah, got married. I mean, God took care of us. Hallelujah, he is that Jehovah Jireh. He supplies. So how dare we come into the house of God and act like God has not done anything for us? Well, he has provided. Oh, yes, he has. 
Hallelujah. So the ravens fed Elijah. Then you go down into the chapter 17. The Lord said, go to a widow. She's going to feed you there. He went down to the widow. The widow said, well, I don't have enough for me and my son. Elijah said to the widow, feed me first. But how many of us know that God said, give him his first fruit? When God provides for us, we're working, we have to give our 10%. Some of us give an offering. You give up yourself. You may not be working, but give up yourself. Hallelujah. Give what you can. When there's a little finance, I know God's going to take care of us. Somebody's going to give you some money somewhere. Cut off 10% off of that. Because we cannot afford not to pay God. We don't want the spirit of poverty to come upon our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. So we go down to 1 Kings 18. We know that the false prophets who worship Baal, the world system, they worship idols. Elijah defended for the truth, the truth. Amen. The faith of the true and only living God. And, the, and he prayed that God would send fire on the altar. Remember how they built the altar and the prophets, they were praying to their false god and nothing happened. Elijah said, well, maybe your God is sleeping, making a mockery out of them. But we know, we know that we know that we know that our God is living and he's active. That we can go pray to a living God and know that he will answer us and he will hear us. And I'm not just sitting up here just speaking, yeah, God, he'll answer prayer. No, this is not a cliche. I'm speaking about what I know. Hallelujah. He answers prayers. He provides. He protects. He watch out for his own. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So God answered a prayer. And he consumed. Remember how Elijah, he said, he put water, drenched the, the altar with water three times. Now, this is a miraculous miracle of God Almighty. He still is a same God today as he were yesterday. Our God still performs miracles. He still works in mighty acts. Where is our faith? Where is the church? Where is the church of the living God? How glory be to God. So it says in here, 1 Kings 18 and verse uh, 37 and 38. I'll just really, really read it really quickly. The false prophets who worship Baal, Elijah defends the faith of the true and living God, and he sent his fire on the altar, and God sends the rain through his word. After that, Elijah prayed to God. He said, rain is coming. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. The same prophet that prophesied that there won't be any rain for three and a half years is that same prophet that opened up his mouth and prophesied and said, the rain is coming. Hallelujah. 
Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the dust and it licked it up with water. Praise God. It reminds me of the church today. In 19, I would just hit on that a little bit, about how Elijah, who was used mightily, signs and wonders. And Ahab went to his wife to cry to her and said that Elijah killed all the prophets, the false prophets. He killed them all. And Jezebel sent forth a word and said, this day, Elijah, I will have your head. I will kill you. And this mighty prophet ran. Did, did y'all hear me? This mighty man of God ran. It reminds me of when the pandemic hit. Many of us ran and we were afraid. See, fear gripped Elijah's heart. Fear gripped the church's heart. Some of us were afraid to go outside our doors, but we have the power of the Holy Ghost. Some of us still have not gone into the house of God. It's been over two years. And I said, Lord, where is the church? I understand. The Bible says, obey the law in the land of the living. But some of us have even gotten lax in our prayer life. There's a scripture that says here in Leviticus 6 and 13, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. And it should never go out. I said, God, where is the church? I wonder, I said, Lord, why aren't we seeing the signs, the miracles, the wonders of your glory? And we have the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to have a book of Acts experience. We are supposed to be, as a church, Living and walking in the supernatural. Let's see what the pandemic has done. It caused a lot of us to grow weary. And to grow cold in our walk with Jesus Christ. And even some of us, we come into the house of God. This is the burden of the Lord, y'all don't mind me. We come into the house of God and we sit and we say we have the Holy Ghost. But there's something missing. I will share with you a quick testimony. And I'm not pointing a finger at you, 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 you. I'm talking about me too. The preached word is to, we're the first partakers of the word of God when we bring it forth. I was in prayer and I asked the Lord, I said, God, that fire that I used to have is not there anymore. 
I don't understand what is happening in all I see. I don't understand what has happened, Lord. I said, God, you got to help me. What's wrong? What's wrong with me? Hey, glory be to God. And the Lord answered. He answered in a song. And he said, is your all on the altar? So the church, church of the living God, is your all on the altar? Does he have your body, mind, soul, and spirit? Does he have every integral part of you? There needs to be something burning on the inside of us to make us hunger and thirst for Jesus Christ, to go hard after him. Because he didn't shed his blood on Calvary for nothing, for us to just sit and look around and say, we're just going to wait until the rapture comes. We have to be working diligently until he comes. So I'm not going to wear out your patience. The music is playing. I guess that's my cue. Evangelist Hilton, get on out the way. Thank you, Jesus. But I believe that I have given you everything that the Lord has spoken to my heart. Yes, Holy Ghost. There is a such thing as strange fire, saints. I'm reminded of Nadar and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, where they put strange fire on the altar. It was, unorth- it, was, it was not authorized by God. And God killed them on the spot and burned them up with fire. When we're serving the Lord, we're working in service. I'm going to say this, then I'm going to do the altar call and be out the way because I want to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. We have to be careful that we, not de- that we do not deliver up strange fire unto the Lord. We may be working, ushering, and there's sin in our hearts. Oh, we're committing a sin, but you're serving of the Lord. Everything that we do unto the Lord is to be holy, is to be set apart. If you're singing on a praise team, if you're working on the musicians, if you're working here, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just speaking to general because I know Virtue Land is listening to you. The Bible, like they say, if the shoe fit, wear it. Because we have to search ourselves. If you know that you're living in fornication, you need to set yourself down. If you are working the altar, and you know you're not righteous, and you know, you know you're not holy, 
You need to set yourself down because God is not playing. Just like he killed off Aaron's son. Say, come on, shot, huh? He will remove your candlestick. He will remove your candlestick. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Spirit of the living God, help me, Holy Ghost. If you're in the house of God and you know you're not sending up the right kind of fire and it's strange, check yourself before it's too late. Because Jesus, he's soon to come. He's not playing with the church. He said, I'll remove your candlestick with the quickness. And it's, it's just not me saying it, but it's the word of God. Repent if you know that you're not where you're supposed to be. Repent. This is all to call. The word of the Lord says, Jesus, he said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy, working and of heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and you shall find rest for your soul. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my burden is easy. And my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The Bible tells us in Acts 2.38, repent, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the word of God says, for the promise is to you, to your children, to your children's children, to them that are far off, as many shall call upon the Lord. Jesus is here. We're arms wide open. Saints that are here. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Pray, pray, pray that somebody's chain will fall off. That somebody's yoke will be destroyed. I promise you, you will not regret it if you receive Jesus as your Savior. Jesus said that I come that you might have abundant life. But see, Satan comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to give you everlasting joy. He wants to give you everlasting peace. The Lord loves you. You hear under the sound of my voice in this building. Come, come, come to the Lord. He'll do you good. Come to Jesus. He'll make it all right for you. Hallelujah. Not saying that he'll take all your sorrow and pain away, but he will be with you in the midst of the fire. He will be right you in the storm. He wants to be a friend today. He wants to be your father today. Come. And those that are in virtue land, if you've made it up in your mind and your heart that you want to give your life to Jesus, you can call the number 734-477-6891 and there will be a minister.
minister there that will answer the call to pray with you and set it up that you may be baptized in Jesus name but first you must come to God the Bible says the Bible says he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him Christ can change your life today he can give you a brand new start why don't you give your life to Christ well someone may say what do I have to lose then someone else may say I have to lose all of this to give up to follow Christ the Bible the Bible says what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul why don't you serve him today he can give you a brand new start he's called he's calling you he's calling you don't let nothing hold you back he will do you good yes Lord oh yes he will